and Jock Landale gets his first start as a San Antonio Spurs. Landale lets it fly in the big fella. Knocks down the three, his 15th triple of the year, hitting 40% for deep. NBA Australia, how are you going? Hey, God. That's right. It's NBA Australia. It's Monday, January 17. The start of a brand new week. Oh, yes. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out. Bit sore from the weekend. Too many tins. Bit of pub cricket. Ruined shoulder. (laughs) Anyway, uh, anyway, we're here. Larry Armour Studios hanging out, just giving you all the uh, ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Big weekend. Big Aussie weekend. Jock Landau got his first career start. Paddy Mills went off. Gids was causing havoc. Uh, either way, Kevin Durant was also injured. That's sort of news. And uh, we've got some other... Well, Steph Curry's out for a little bit. Draymond's out for a little bit longer. But it's Okay. The Extreme Zinger Meal is going to come back soon. The Extreme Zinger Meal. I guess. Right, uh, so we're going to talk about all the weekend's games in the NBA Australia game craps. We've got weekend winners and losers as well. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not a knife. Oh, mate, no, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Dickhead of the weekend. Always a classic. Uh, yeah, Nazi, unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grilled take. There's a absolutely chockers Australian player watch because everybody was out there crushing it apart from someone named Ben Simmons. And we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mum Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence because why not? And we'll finish with the uh, NBA Australia Game Previews and Picks for tomorrow. Big MLK Day uh, celebration. Games up and down the schedule. It's going to be massive. And we'll finish it completely off with a brand new Giddily Positive review for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. And he's looking at a new Marvel movie. Nice. Right, episode 737 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Nick K, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Oh, you better. I don't know. Especially if you're uh, <laughs> the Lakers, you better watch out for the Joker attack. Just putting up triple doubles in absolutely no time, huh? Or you better watch out for the attack of just being an old bastard like me and trying to play pub cricket after not playing for, what, a month? I think our last game was. I'm a ruination of a man today. Jimmy, was it the beers as well? Yeah, settle down. we got to win. You'll take that. Uh, <laughs> anyway... Let's do. Uh, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Show with the daily whip around. Boom! As mentioned, Kevin Durant injured MCL sprain four to six weeks. A uh, bit of a tough one. As look, KD sort of having his leg fallen into. It sucked. It sucked. Like his left knee. It's like oh geez. It sort of bent backwards just that little bit. Uh, but the cool thing was, I guess, like this is one of those ones where you go, well, at least it's only four to six weeks. Because he goes to the uh, imaging, gets an MRI done, and yeah, sprained MCL of his left knee. Four to six weeks, a bit worth of rehab. They reckon that he's uh, going to be all good after that. 
bit of a bit of a tough one, but Bruce Brent, like the fact that you have a teammate falling your leg and it knocks you out for a month and a half just stinks, especially for uh, KD, who literally just kind of got Kyrie back, kind of got Kyrie back in the fold. I'm a part-time player, man. Uh, James Harden looks like he's finally getting into shape, and KD gets fucking injured. They just can't take a trick, can they, the Nets? They've won, what, basically all of these games when the three of them play together. It just has never happened. So, anyway, other news, Draymond out as well. So, it turns out that uh, Draymond and his sore calf is tied to a disc in his lower back. So, another two weeks out at least for Draymond at the moment, which kind of stinks because I had him, what, top three defensive player of the year, a couple of weeks out. You don't know what's going to happen to the uh, Warriors in the meantime. They are in struggle town as well at the moment, but... Ah, uh, well, what can you do? Draymond, look, all you need is a healthy Draymond in the playoffs and you're laughing, playoffs, playoffs, and uh, away you go. So, look, get a fix now. Go into the All-Star break. You can even get a little bit more rest then. Off you go. Speaking of which, speaking of the Warriors, Steph, Steph Curry. He uh, bounced. He hurt his hand uh, when the Warriors kicked the crap out of Chicago on Saturday. And so he didn't play in uh, Minnesota, against Minnesota today. Uh, because of, yeah, right hand, bit sore. Doesn't seem like it's going to be wildly, wildly, wildly uh, serious. So, fingers crossed he's okay. And Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, of those self-same Chicago Bulls, uh, he's not expected to miss significant time, say the Bulls. Uh, but he's not going to play this week, basically. He's going to be re-evaluated early next week. He didn't travel uh, for the Boston game. He's doing a bit of therapy. The, the MRI basically came up clean of structural damage. So, it basically turns out to, uh, what have you done? How's it going to feel? Off you go. So hopefully Zachy Cakes Adam Levine is back sooner rather than later. Because the Bulls are also missing Lonzo. But at least Caruso's back. He's cleared the uh, COVID protocols, which is nice. White Mamba. CJ! CJ McCollum. He's back as well as of tomorrow. Seemingly he's off the injury list. Just in time to build up that trade value. Hey, Blazers fans. Either way, I love it. Portland going to Orlando and CJ McCollum's going to go to Disney World and then probably... uh, I don't know. Go play a game. Right. Let's do some game raps. 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 All right. Let's do it. Saturday, we had nine games. Were you paying attention on Saturday? It was gnarly. And what did I say on Friday's show? Never, ever bet against Dwayne Casey coaching against his old team. Yes, because the Detroit Basketball Pistons... Beat the Toronto Raptors 103-87 because Dwayne Casey, all he does is chew gum and kick Toronto's ass, and he was all out of gum. 24-5-10 for Fred Van Vliet. The fight in Van Vliet's didn't matter. Detroit ran over the top of them. Charlotte got beaten at home by Orlando, 116-109, which is hilarious because they were up in the third quarter to the point where LaMelo is throwing between-the-legs passes in the air for alley-oops with Miles Bridges. Which was sick. But also, you got to win the game. Franz Wagner, hello, at 19-6-7. They were just too good. It was hilarious. Uh, Phoenix kicked the shit out of Indy, 112-94. Uh, DeAndre Ayton went, oh, you've got a couple of big blokes. Hey, yeah, sick. I'll beat them both. 27-12 for DeAndre. Philly beat the pants over Boston, 111-99. Uh, love this one. And B, 25-13-6. He crushed it. And no one in Boston could really hang. Uh, Boston were my pick in that game, so uh, yeah, screwed that. But it's always an interesting one, right? So when it comes to like... Ah, fuck it. We'll talk about Philly later and Boston. Uh, Golden State. <laughs> just 
flat out embarrassed Chicago. 138.96. This was just horrible. Levine goes out, and this was just a belting. Yeah, what can you do? Sometimes you get that on the big jobs. Not if you're a real proper contender, usually, but I figure. Atlanta, they lost in Miami, 118-124. Jimmy Butler, he's back. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. 23 points, 10 assists, he crushed it. Cleveland. Cleveland! Beat San Antonio, 114-109 in San Antonio. Garland versus Murray, this was awesome. A couple of the young guards in the NBA, 32-8 for Darius, that's 8 assists, and 30-14-8 for DeJunte Murray. What a great game this was. It was awesome. Uh, Dallas, they beat the crap out of Memphis, 112-85. Luka Doncic at 27-12-10. Big win for Dallas. I talked about this on Friday's show for the preview of this one. Uh, This is the game that if you want to take Dallas serious, they've got to win. Memphis on a back-to-back, flying high. Dallas a little bit more rested. It's just down the road, and they came in and took care of business. And Sacramento beat the pants off of Houston, 126-114, because Marvy Bags! Watch out. How's that building up the trade value of Marvin Bagley going, Sacramento? Well, he had 26-13. and 13, So, off you go. Sunday, we had Millie Walker losing against Toronto because Pascal Sikkim-Siakam had a triple-double, 30-10-10. and 10. I was at six turnovers. Uh, but that's a big win, 103-96. Toronto on a back-to-back. Having just been routinely humiliated by the Detroit Pistons the day before, bounced back, took care of Milwaukee, who just couldn't hit a shot. Uh, they were down really big early, too. I was watching this one going, oh, my God, what's happened to Toronto? And they bounced back and won it. Washington hosted Portland and lost 115-110. What? Anthony Simons, he just does it. 31 points and 11 assists. Blow it up. Build around, Anthony. Done. New York City Knickerbockers in New York City beat Atlanta 117-108 because the Hawks caca suck. Uh, the Knicks roll 24 for Randall, 26 for RJ Barrett. That's a recipe. <laughs> you reckon? Get 50 points out of those two, and you're going to win a lot of games. Uh, I did enjoy, considering that these two teams just traded uh, a couple of players, all of the Knicks uh, players getting around Kevin Knox in his new uh, his new gear and trying to take it off him. Go, what are you doing wearing that stuff? It's like, fellas, you understand that he got traded, right? <laughs> basically because of you. Anyway, Brooklyn, they ha- uh, basically took care of the Pelicans, 120-105. Losing KD sucks. Uh, 27, 8, and 15 for Harden. 21 for Patty. Uh, good game for the Nets, but losing KD, just, it's fucking brutal. What can you do? Philly, on a back-to-back, huge win for them. 109-98 uh, against Miami. Massive, massive game from him. Bede, 32-12-3. Cleveland. Cleveland! Again, also on a back-to-back. Took care of OKC, 107-102. Huge game from Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. 27 points, 18 assists. Most improved player of the year! Easy. Uh, Chicago, ooh, lost in Boston. Oh, geez. 114-112. Uh, tough scenes for Chicago. I mean, this is what happens, right? You go down a couple of plays again. It just gets a bit wonky. You drop a couple of games. Yeah, tough. Uh, San Antonio held off the Clips 94-101 with, uh, that's right, new starter, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. You little rip there. Carayo's finest. Uh, 18.79 for DeJunte. The Lakers got absolutely obliterated and shit-pumped by the Denver Nuggets, 133.96, in hilarious fashion, because... The Lakers stink! If you ask Magic Johnson, even he thinks that... The Lakers stink! As well as uh, Stephen A. Smith, of course. But Magic Johnson out there tweeting, just fire. He's angry. 
That was a sternly worded fucking letter to the editor <laughs> from Magic. And Dallas beat Orlando 108-92. Talk about taking care of business. Again, Dallas on a back-to-back, Orlando also on a back-to-back. They needed to win that, and they did. And uh, Luka Doncic wants to fight Mo Wagner, just like everybody else. And then today, Monday, Phoenix, they beat Detroit 135-108 because Book is awesome, 34-4. Uh, Kate Cunningham got tossed for uh, pointing at somebody. <sighs> Can't talk about that later. Uh, the Rockets 118 beat Sacramento 112 despite. I mean, Darren Fox got kicked out as well for just one of the weirder flagrant two. He tried to block the ball. It's not his fault that the dude upended himself and Darren Fox got a flagrant two for it. It was very strange. Either way, uh, Buddy Hilda 27 just wasn't enough after Fox got tossed, though. KPJ and what ScoMo's got for kicking out number one tennis players in the world, Christian Wood. Uh, we're out there both throwing hands and plates of soup and 23-point games. That's what they did. Golden State got absolutely oh, They got killed. They got straight killed. So he got straight killed. Especially in the fourth quarter. 119-99 in Minnesota. Malik Beasley goes 5-9 from downtown. But Cat, 26-11 for him. Uh, not bloody bad. Clay was out there. He was all right. <laughs> was it 3-8 of eight from downtown? But yeah, Minnesota ran over the top of them. And speaking of running over the top of somebody, Utah... Kicked the shit out of Denver in the end, 125-102. Jazz were in complete control, and then bang, it was like a 21-7 run for the Nugs. They took the lead, and then the Jazz ripped off a 17-zip run in like the next three minutes across like the end of the third and fourth quarter, and that was the game. <laughs> there was just nothing that Denver could do. It was bizarre. So, I don't know, man. That's what you get sometimes, and uh, it felt weird. Like, watching that Utah game, you're like, oh, these guys are right there. And then the Nuggets just weren't. <laughs> so, 24 Jordan Poole in that... Uh, I'm just trying to remember. It was Poole who actually top scored in the other one. But uh, anyway, but Denver. Talk about Utah, Denver. They were a really, really weird miss, mix-match kind of weird, bizarre game. They get Gobert back. Rudy Gobert, the Staffel Tower. And, uh, yeah. It really changes the entire complexion of their entire team, doesn't it? So... What a world! You love to see it. Bojan was doing some fucking work. That was a great game. Donnie Mitchell was just lighting it up. He had 31. It's a shame about Jingles. I think Jordan Clarkson actually played some defense as well. All right, so let's do some weekend winners and losers after all that. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! <laughs> <clears throat> Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, Cam Brackman. All right, weekend winners, the Suns. Obvious. Uh, they're in cruise control right now. Just big wins over on the weekend over Indy and then Detroit. On the road, and those are the games where, look, you should win them, but goddamn, it's hard because you can lose focus. I mean, you just saw it with Toronto losing to Detroit. Uh, <laughs> happens all the time. But nope, cb is not letting that happen. Booker stepping up and getting 34-4 and four today. Big, 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 big time. Uh, all-star push now for Devin Booker. He's got a month. Well, you know, not a month. He's only got like two weeks to uh, convince us to uh, vote him in. So off we go. So they're basically heading into the second half of the season after Phoenix now as the best team in the NBA. Wildly well-balanced. They've seemingly got answers for a lot of everything you can throw at them. So Phoenix feeling very good after that weekend. Philly, exact same vibe. So talking about this one, so... Having hit on this a little bit, right, with uh, the vibe of Philly having had a big win streak, 
that got to, what, what, seven games? And they lose to the Hornets. You're like, yep, kind of expected that. But to rip off in back-to-back games, a win at home against the Celtics, then go down to Miami on a back-to-back and kick the crap out of them as well, was absolutely gnarly. They're now 25-17, and 17, and they're crushing it every time in B plays. So you got to feel pretty bloody good. And this is the thing. These are statement wins. When you go in uh, to Miami on a back-to-back and beat them, having just beaten the Celtics because your defense is awesome, the offense is clicking enough, that's a statement win. The statement is, fuck you, we're not afraid of anybody except for maybe Rich Paul, and we're going to beat your ass as long as you get us on a good day. It is a long statement, but it's a good one. Are the Cavs, what's that? Cleveland? Cleveland! Yeah, they're weekend winners because all they do is kick ass and take names, and this weekend the names were the Spurs and the Thunder on the road for Cleveland. Cleveland! Seriously, they came back from 18 points down against the Thunder. Like, they beat the Spurs... Next day, go play to the Thunder, 18 points down, boom. These are two teams as well, right? The Spurs and OKC that at home, always going to be tricky. And they took care of business. That speaks volumes about how they're going this year. They're 26 and 18. They're crushing it. They're huge. They're awesome. I fucking love Cleveland. Cleveland! You know it. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, he's a weekend winner. 27 points, a career-high 18 assists. They come back from that 18-point uh, deficit, as I mentioned, to OKC to win it. They've won four straight. He's looking great. Let's go. Most improved player, Darius Gar- Rucker, Judy Garland. LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Joel Embiid. They're all weekend winners. Jeez, Jimmy, that's a pretty big long list. Yep, because their MVP odds just got much better with KD's knee going backwards a little bit, didn't it? They're all definitely weekend winners if they want to win an uh, MVP because a month plus without KD... Makes their cases all the more strong. The Mavs! Their weekend winners. Uh, A, you've got Luca trying to fight Mo Wagner, which is kind of what we all want to do. So good job there, Luca. But that Grizzlies win, and look, even with Memphis on a back-to-back, you got to win it. You did. And then they also turn around on their own back-to-back and took care of business against Orlando. This is the thing. All we need to see out of the Mavs, right, is just a fucking hint. Just a hint. Of consistency. And we're now kind of seeing it. They've won, what, the two on the trot. But the way they're playing, the way Luke is playing, they're just kind of good. Like, they got absolutely belted in New York. We understand that. But before that, they had one. Was it six on the trot? Five on the trot? Six on the trot. And they were taking uh, taking out some good teams. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Nugs. They did beat the Grizzlies, who were on a back-to-back. But, geez, look, this is the thing. So when people go, hey, so who are the top five teams in the uh, West? kind of do think the Dallas are the fifth. So they're kind of proving it by taking care of business. They play the Thunder again, and uh, I think that's tomorrow. So, look, <laughs> let's just see if they can keep it up, especially with the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. Coming back. Ah, he'll probably fuck it all up, won't he? Uh, the Knicks, they killed the Mavs the other day. But he got straight killed. Remember? And then they handled the Hawks on the weekend in Atlanta with RJ and Randall showing up and showing out. They've now got Cam Reddish. That's just a good weekend for Knicks fans. <laughs> we didn't lose. We may have won a trade. And we're on a winning streak? Question mark. Good job, Knicks. Got to feel good. Dwayne Casey, he's a weekend winner because all he does is uh, chew, gro- uh, chew glass and spit fire when he plays the uh, his old team, the Toronto Raptors. And it's just what he does. It's fucking hilarious. They had a massive, like it was like 21 from Trey Lyles in that one as well. I'm a do, and Cade both had 18. And uh, 
They just keep like winning random games. They've like won three of their last five. What are you doing, Detroit? But anyway, Dwayne Casey, every time he like plays against the Raptors, I love it because it's fucking hilarious. And also an inspiration to anyone who's ever been fired. Like, I'll show them. I'll beat them every time they come in my building. And that's what he does. All right, what about weekend losers? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 Uh, KD and his MVP run. God damn it, this stinks. Because this is a slash us as basketball fans. Kevin Durant playing and being healthy is a fucking awesome story. He's been incredible. And it's like, this is all we need. We just need a healthy KD. And then, boom, Bruce Brown falls into him. Knee goes backwards. Six weeks, fucking hell. Uh, it stinks for Kevin Durant because I reckon, had he just kept this up, he wins MVP. He would have been walking it. Like, Steph is in a bit of a shooting slump. Who knows what happens with the Warriors as they try to incorporate Clay? Uh, Draymond out for another couple of weeks. Who knows what's going to happen to that defense? But Brooklyn, had they just sort of kept scuffling along around the top of the East, they would have been fine. KD probably would have walked it in, uh, absolutely smashing the, uh, you know, the MVP, but now it's just that much. T- you can't miss a month and a half <laughs> come back and win MVP. Ugh, stinks. Uh, Brooklyn as well obviously loses. What a fucky year. There's like the crazy stat that like, you know, Kyrie, Harden, and KD have played something like 19 games together. Ugh. It's like 19 last year, like one this year, so like 20 all up, and they've won like the vast majority of them. The problem is they're just never together. That's what you get when you try to create a super team of uh, old-ass dudes. <laughs> the Bulls are obviously weekend losers. They lose Levine for a little bit. Uh, Lonzo out for a second. Uh, they should have just enough to sort of skate on by, obviously, with Crusoe coming back. Vooge! And, uh, you know, the rest of it. But the Bulls, look, they're still on top of the East, even despite losing three on the trot. A couple of, uh, obviously, rough, rough losses on the weekend. But, I mean, that Boston one, they played so, so, so well. And it was like, what, Time Lord hitting the fucking free throws at the end of it. And Boston sort of just ran over the top of them right at the end. The problem more to me was like how they just got absolutely fucking obliterated by the Warriors. Like they didn't look ready. I don't know what was going on with that game. Like Wiggins was tearing them up. Like it wasn't even a particularly amazing Steph Curry game or anything, right? Like Kaminga fucking smashed them. So anyway, for the Bulls, like DeRozan's out there. Uh, No Levine at the moment. Lonzo out for just a second, so it's just going to be a bit tricky. Just going to be a bit tricky. Uh, but anyway, look, they're still good, but yeah. Charlotte, their weekend losers, because look, through the legs assists are cool. Getting absolutely shit-pumped by Orlando is not. That was funny. It's like, holy shit, you could just see like all... It feels like it's an almost a great encapsulation of the LaMelo ball experience, right? Look at this amazing highlight! They also lost to the Orlando Magic. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's good. They're weird. And they're frustrating. They're one of the most frustrating teams. Look, I say this all the time, right? All Charlotte do is win three, lose three, win two, lose two, win one, lose one. There's no real rhyme or reason behind what they're doing. And, like, what was it? Last week they beat the Bucks twice and the Sixers. And then they lose to the fucking Magic. So... If you can figure that out, best of luck to you. Mo Wagner in that game against Charlotte had 26. He was awesome. 
Franz has the 19. Off they go. Big win. Sucked in Charlotte, you dickheads. The Kings! Sacramento. They had a really good chance to capitalize on a couple of wins because they've only got the Blazers ahead of them for the playing tournament at the moment. And the Blazers, look, they're not good. So they really kangsed it up today and lost to fucking Houston. In just, like, Darren Fox getting kicked out sucked, but you're the Kings. We understand that you're shit, and just in general you suck. <laughs> but you got to beat Houston. What are you doing? Ugh. I mean, Houston are out there just scuffling around, just Eric Gordon launching stuff, Christian Wood, KPJ, and the Kings just couldn't do anything about it. It was uh, Gibraltar. Uh, what else we got? We got other weekend losers. Obviously, the Pacers. Like, this should just be the Indiana Pacers. Why are they on this week, Jimmy? Well, because they can't beat anybody. <laughs> that seems to be the big problem. Uh, I mean, they just got smoked by the Suns, right? Like, Booker had 35 in that game, 8 and the 27 and 12. Booker just had himself a weaker, and he should have actually been on the winners as well. I kind of uh, forgot to mention him in the Suns bit. They're 35 and 30 for him, and then the way they just sort of strangulated Indy, like right out of the gate. Like, Indy had like 38 in the first half, and, I mean, Phoenix weren't really burning the place down, but they just ran over the top in the fourth quarter. Like, the 35 from Book, 27 from Aiden, they were just really, really good. But being able to sort of, like, stymie the Suvlaki King and Miles Turner, that was all Aiden. That was awesome. What a game. What a weekend. So it sucked in Indy. They've got, you know, my sweet baby, Carrots Levert, former Southeast Melbourne Magic man, Kiefer Sykes, but uh, not much going on. They stink. They absolutely stink. I hate them. The Clippers! The vibes are down now. Uh, two big losses on the weekend after the incredible stupid turnaround against the Nuggets. Uh, but to get smashed by the Pelicans and then outclassed by the Spurs, yeah, I mean, the return of Paul George and Kawhi. <laughs> I mean, they're both still up in the air. No one's gotten real any vibe on like when they're either of them are going to be back if Kawhi's going to be back this season or not and uh, so the Clippers just big weekend losers the Hawks also got humiliated at home after getting beat by the Heat that's five straight losses now so uh, <clears throat> let's go now to Trey Young <laughs> oh it's not fair it's just not like the playoffs <laughs> yeah thanks Trey uh, the Lakers the Lakers and they're also weekend losers because they got fucking straight killed by the Nugs. He got straight killed. And shit pumped, I told you. Shit pumped. So they'd beaten what? That weird little run. It's like, oh, we've won four straight. We've got it all back together. They'd beaten a hapless Blazers team, a fucking, like, perpetually confused Wolves team, the Kings, and, like, the Hawks. And then they got killed by the Grizzlies, the Kings, and then obliterated by Denver. So... Tell you what, they're also weekend losers because they made Magic mad. Oh, poor Magic. After being blown out by the Nuggets, 133-96, we as Lakers fans can accept being outplayed, but we deserve more than a lack of effort and no sense of urgency. Own a genie bus, you deserve better. Thanks, Magic. That'll light a fire under their asses, no doubt. <laughs> a tweet that sounds like it was written by a robot. <laughs> Trying not to step on anybody's toes. But either way, the the weekend, last final weekend loser. The Lakers stink! Laker Nation, I apologize and I promise we'll be better. Is this your king? 
Is this me? Tommy, is this your king? That was a tweet from LeBron James. Apologising and promising we will be better. But LeBron, I thought we had to keep watching and we could witness and like keep talking our talk. But and now you're out here apologising? Uh I'm just a bit confused, man. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to sit here and revel in the Lakers sucking for just, yeah. yeah it's nice. It's nice. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Oh, Lord. This is ridiculous. I, I, ooh. Oh, Lord. You know it. All right, let's do the NBA Australia pre-performances of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That is a knife. How about we're gonna actually we'll go to a couple of doubles uh, for this weekend. We've got Darius Rucker, Judy Garland going for thirty-two and eight against the Spurs, and then twenty-seven and a crew high eighteen against the Thunder. He was awesome, and I'll tell you what, making his case for most improved very, very, very easy. You've got Luka Doncic going twenty-seven, twelve, and ten against Memphis, and then backing it up by uh, trying to fight oh, Wagner, which is awesome. Like it's just objectively fucking cool. Uh, therefore, Luca is a cool kind of guy. Uh, he had 23-9-3 and three in that one, too. He was feeling pretty good about it. He's not shooting the three all that well in that one, but what are you going to do? Booker, the 35 and then the 30. What a weekend for Devin Booker. Talk, as I mentioned, making that all-star run. That's how you do it. And then, of course, Joel Embiid. What a weekend. 32-12-3 against Miami. 25-13-6 against Boston. Those are fucking MVP run numbers. The thing is with Embiid, it always is the thing with Embiid. Will he stay healthy? Because if he has like another two-week absence, like we've sort of seen in the past, that'll really put holes in his MVP case and Steph will run over the top of it or LeBron will just keep doing this for the rest of the year and then win it anyway. So Embiid, your time is now. got to keep this up. Uh, but either way, there's some really, really good ones. Patty with his 21. Big in that Pelicans win. Rock'em, sock'em, jock'em, Landau getting his first career double-double. 10 and 11. You love to see that from Big Cock Jock. So, look, lots of good combos. And uh, but Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, Devin Booker, Luca, and Joel Embiid. They're the NBA Australia pre-performances tonight because they both, uh, they all had, all four of them, like massive, massive back-to-back games. So, easy stuff there. Who was Spud of the weekend, though? Spud, 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 of the night. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 1-7 against the Knicks. Thanks for coming, Bogdan. Jeez, bro, it's a game that we need to win. We're at home, we're playing New York. No problem, I shoot 1-7. of That's not a good thing, Bogdan. Yeah, it's not so bad from my perspective. Why do we get paid? Uh, Belly Belitsa goes 1 of 6 against the Wolves today. Iguodala, Iguodala went 0 of 4. Reggie Jackson went 3 of 14. you love to see that one. Oh, watch out. The notorious KCP. What did he do? Chill. Yeah, that's right. KCP went 3 of 11. Uh, Denny Schroeder, I am German. No, no. Oh, of 6. Oh, against the Sixers in that Boston six, uh, Boston Sixers game. Which was a bit brutal considering they lose by 12. And you get a little bit of something, something out of that bench. Uh, maybe, but Schroeder as a starter had been good. Schroeder in a starter in this one was not good. 
Oh, of six in 25 minutes. He had one point, two assists and two turnovers. Ugh, brutal. Uh, Dougie McBuckets goes three of 13 against the Cavs and then one of five against the Clippers. Uh, Spurs spent all that money on Dougie McBuckets and uh, just got four of 18 shooting for the weekend. And then, of course, probably my favorite of the weekend was that, uh, was it the Sixers and the Heat game where you just saw an absolute fucking just like rip it up kind of moment by the Sixers against the Heat. Look, Jimmy Butler's only just sort of come back into the fold. We understand that. Seth Curry has 21. Harris has 22. And B drops 32. And you're like, all right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the Heat stars? Well, if you guessed that Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry would combine to shoot 3 of 22, you probably could have made a lot of money (laughs) with that knowledge. 0 of 8 from downtown combined. Jimmy Butler did have the 9 assists. Uh, only one turnover, but eight points each, and they just could not hit the side of a fucking barn. The problem is you combine that with one of nine from I'd like to have a beer with Duncan, because Duncan can't hit a three. Duncan Robinson, 0 of 8 from downtown as well in 17 minutes. Just br- even Strews, 3 of 12. Watching this game, it was just like, uh, are Miami going to just, are they building a brick house? Because it's a brick. House. Uh, Yurtsevin was the only one who stepped up in that game, it felt like, right? 22-11. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Butts and Lowry, along with Duncan Robinson, essentially the Heat. <laughs> They're good dudes. Spuds of the night. Even like Tyler Hero, he had 16 points, but he still shot 4 of 11 in that game. So there you go. Uh, who's old mate? No mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? More Wagner. More Wagner screaming, and Vaughn, and Vaughn. Down 20 uh, against Dallas. Luke is like, get the fuck out of here, idiot. And then Mo's like, I shall fight you, huh? And Luke is like, I will tear your fucking head. You're mad, huh? You're mad, pussy. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? I loved it. I loved it, Luca. If nothing else, Luca getting angry at another Euro dude makes me happy. Like, I mean, what? No love lost between Germany and Slovenia, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> Luca just giving Mo Wagner just a fucking public dressing down is just some Mo Wagner. Uh, look, the rest of the magic are like, nah, he's, he's your mate. Franz, isn't he your mate? And he's like, nah, he's your mate. Isn't he your brother? Nah, but he's your fucking mate. And then, of course, old mate, no mate is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, especially if you ask Joel Embiid. Uh, the quote from the weekend, I feel pretty good. I don't think we've played our best basketball yet. We've still got a long way to go. We're missing guys, and that, uh, and there, that could help really help us. But there's really no urgency to change anything. I think we got everything we need. We're going to keep on going, and I'm happy. Hmm. No mention of a all-star point guard. <laughs> From Australia. Tough one. Tough one for Simo. Pantsing of the weekend. Ah, this was just a couple of uh, big pantsings, team-wide pantsings. The Warriors on the Bulls and the Lakers by the Nuggets. Uh, They were literally just like, pull your dax down and like kick you in the bum and send you sprawling out in front of like your entire class. Like your homeroom, your form room, whatever the fuck it was called in high school. Yeah, you've been dacked outside of the classroom. They've kicked it, and you've gone stumbling in, and your jocks have come down. It's just, it's a horror show. Just, oh. <laughs> Bulls and Warriors. Just, the Warriors 100% were just like bullies in that one, and say with the Nuggets against the Lakers. 
and you hate to see it. Who is better than Lonzo Ball, though? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. If uh, everybody is also sitting on the bench, isn't that right, Lonzo? Which is a bit sad. Like, Lonzo, in terms of uh, his... His season has been so weird, and it's just like weirdly frustrating because he he's got like a knee contusion or whatever, right, at the moment, and uh, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like his knee. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, it it might be sore. So there you go. So that's why they didn't play. He didn't play against the Celtics. Uh, but I'll tell you who was better than Alonzo Ball this weekend. Got a couple of dudes. Bones, motherfucking Highlands. How good was that? 27 points and 10 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals against the Lakers. 8 of 15 from the floor, 6 of 10 from downtown, and 5 of 5 at the stripe. He was awesome. I fucking love Bones. And, of course, Anthony Simons. All he does is kick ass and uh, demand that you build your entire franchise around him. 31 points and 11 assists. He went 11 of 21 from the floor and 7 of 14 from 3. And Portland got a surprise win over the Wiz. So good job, Anthony. Good job, Bones. Also probably two of the better-named young dudes out there, Anthony Simons and Bones motherfucking Highland. Love it. All right, and then finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the Week. And uh, the ref who kicked out Kay Cunningham. How many times do I have to yell about this shit? Oh, but you pointed that. You pointed yeah, you, that's a tech because you pointed. You point. Was he showing somebody up? He wasn't even pointing at the person he dunked on. What are you fucking talking about, ref? Oh, my God, it was dumb. I'm going to talk about this again later, but jeez. Just take one fucking, like, deep breath and go, oh, yeah, Cade's already got a uh, tech. He did a pretty sick dunk, and then he pointed... It might have been to his teammate. Oh, nah, fuck it. I'll give him another tea anyway. What are you doing, ref? What are you doing? Pull your head in. Take a deep breath. Don't kick out fucking stars. Jesus. Oh, but he might have escalated into a fight. Bullshit. Shut up. Right, let's do some Yanars right after this. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yanars. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Night Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, oh, party time. It's beautiful weather at the moment. It's been a good weekend. Tell you what, pub cricket was awesome yesterday. Just beautiful outside, got a bit hot. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> so if you're going to go play some cricket or just go sit in a park, go to thedailyliquor.com from East Night Brewing. Get your lips around some of their awesome Ripper Boo specials. Get it delivered to your door. Don't go to the bottle and get the Omicron Percy I-8. Just get it delivered to your door, Rona free, from thedailyliquor.com. They've got beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need. Check it out. It's for the Melbourne metro area. Same-day delivery if you order before noon. Uh, obviously, be over 18. Drink responsibly. And if you're banging the code STRAYER, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA, one of the great drinking beers. So go check that out right now. Right, yeah, Nas, Lukey Fragona. Jimmy, is Bobby Portis being snubbed from the most improved player discussions? His all-round output in all statistical categories Compared to previous seasons, are becoming very hard to ignore. Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah, he should. He should be. Well, yeah, he shouldn't be being ignored, I guess. So, nah, he shouldn't be ignored. But uh, 
the point is, if you look at, I love me some fighting Bobby Burris, fighting around the world, because from all reports, he hasn't bashed anybody on his team in Milwaukee, which is good. And I mean, what against the Raps? He had what eleven and eleven. He's been just doing good work, a couple of blocks. That's what he does. The thing is, the way he's produced when he's been leaned on, I think it's been incredible. And so context sort of matters, I reckon, in MIP as well, where he's been pressed into service. He has to play way more minutes than he's ever played before, filling in for Brooke Lopez, who's had the old back surgery. And it, I'll tell you what, it's kind of one of those weird ones where you're like, oh, wow, they finally leaned on him. And he's like, he's actually stepped up. That's pretty weird for a veteran player. And it's like, yeah. Feels like Bobby Portis has been in the league for like 10 years. He's 26. That's insane. So this year is like the first time he's started this amount of games. Like it's the most games of his career he's ever started already this season. And he's averaging career highs across the boards, as Luke points out. Uh, but I guess the problem is like his per 36 numbers, all that nerd stat shit are basically the same as they've been before. So he's like ostensibly hasn't really improved as so much as he's actually just gotten a chance to play more, which is fine. I think the big difference is that his threes and his taking of threes have ticked up and he's still making like over 43% of them. Uh, so it's almost, it does kind of feel like a Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant, Christian Wood, Julius Randall kind of vibe where you give him a chance and see what he can do. And that's exactly what's happened. Like he stepped up, he's been kicking ass and he has been who ha- who he's been throughout his career, really. And the Bucks are got to be pretty stoked with the fact that now that he's 26 years old, he's actually doing it consistently. Because that was kind of the thing with Bobby Portis. It was very hit or miss. And the thing is, if he keeps doing this, you can't ignore him for most improved. And if he keeps doing this for the rest of the season, 100% he should be in the top, what, three of most improved. Uh, actually, Darius Garland... DeJunte Murray, Miles Bridges, Bobby Portis. You know, there's a couple of good names floating around there. So, But yeah, you can't ignore him at this point. Halfway through the season, he's started over 30 games. He's been given the opportunity, and all he's done is get better. So I guess when you sort of nut down past the actual uh, numbers, though, I think the way that Bobby Portis has been playing is also important about that, right? So the way he would sort of play prior to this was... Felt a little bit out of control, a little bit unpredictable, a little bit fairly, but he's been really fucking good this season, so I kind of love it. Uh, so yeah, I reckon by the end of the season, he's top five in the MIP, no problems. That's a good one, Luke. Dan Drosha, Lamello, assist of the year. Yeah, nah, it probably was, wasn't it? He's up in the air, through his legs. He came on the back of a really big sequence for Lamello, wasn't he? He hit like a massive big step back three, got the steal. It's running the fast break. In the air, through the legs, alley-oop pass. Yeah, it probably is the assist of the year, even if they lost the game. Like, as good as a bunch of uh, Josh Giddies have been, like, through the legs in the air is pretty fucking special. So, I love it. Uh, Finally, can the Lakers fix it? Yeah, nah. Fix it. Can they fix it? Uh, We are the Lakers. Can we fix it? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I reckon we can, if you're the Lakers. Because uh, if you get Anthony Davis back and healthy soon enough and he actually plays out of his ass the rest of the way, then sure, then that's an easy fix, right? Like, that'd be basically fixing a lot of what ails you. But the problem is, 
how likely do you think that is? Like, if you're even the most one-eyed of Lakers fans, do you look at this team and go, oh, well, if we just get a healthy Anthony Davis back, he'll fix everything. It's like he was shooting the worst of anybody who was taking that many jump shots before he went out. He hadn't been the world's biggest fucking defensive menace either. He looked slow. He looked a bit clunky. He could just never get into a flow. He didn't look as svelte. He didn't look as quick. And I think that was hitting, like hurting him on both the offensive and defensive ends. So if he does come back, I mean, are we just going to spend another couple of months just going, oh, well, all they need to do is reintegrate Anthony Davis properly, ignoring the fact that Anthony Davis has not been very good this season. I don't know. But I do think AD gives him a much wider margin for error game to game, right? Rather than rusty. <laughs> because like LeBron is fucking tearing it up. And if you've got AD at least sort of doing the bare minimum AD stuff, I think, yeah, you'd be doing better. So that would probably fix a bit of what ails the Lakers. But at the same time, they also just need a couple of fucking 3 and D dudes. And away they go. Stanley Johnson is probably not going to cut it for the rest of the, Well, he's probably going to make the roster for the rest of the season. But Jesus. If you're relying on former uh, Detroit Pistons like lottery picks for all of your role players like they did with the notorious KCP and now you're doing it with Stanley Johnson, Jesus, you're in trouble. But yeah, I mean, there's not exactly anybody easily tradable on that roster except for THT. He's like one of your last young dudes, but he's played so badly, no one's going to trade for him at that contract number anyway. No one's going to trade for Russell. So it has to be internal, right? It has to be AD coming back, kicking ass, taking names. And then probably maybe finding one other wing player who can just play a bit of fucking defense and actually hit a three. And they'll be laughing. I'm not convinced that's Avery Bradley. <laughs> All right. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The refs should be fined every time they give away a tech that gets rescinded. And that Fine should be doubled if the dumb fucking tech that that ref gave away results in a player being kicked out of a game. Because that adversely affects the fucking result. The ref is fucked up, and we've acknowledged that, so they should be fined double. So every time they give away a tech that gets rescinded, that's a fine. Every time they give away a tech that kicks a player out of a game that is also rescinded, boom, double it. I'm sick of these fucking dumb shit texts. I've always been sick of it. Like, no one's sitting there watching a game going, oh, yeah, we should definitely get the refs more power to give them a technical for pointing. Uh, yeah. Or I, w- I think we should kick out Darren Fox because he he made a fucking play on the ball. It's not his fault by, like, how badly the dude fell to the floor, you know? So, Jesus. Anyway, tough scenes. Tough scenes. The refs, pull your fucking heads in. Uh, finally, our back takeouts. It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means. Oh, well, I was down the back paddock earlier because we had a visitor. Tell you what, I thought he had me there for a second, but I got him in the end with my shovel. And now he's over there on the bloody specials board. That's right. Bush steaks. Mmm, kangaroo only at Outback. And today's Flame Grilled take is... Darius Garland should not only be the frontrunner for most improved, he should also be an all-star and is going to push for all-NBA. Only at Outback. 
Spot the lie. Kind of love it. All right, we'll be back in a second with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch brought to you by Noble. Go check it out. Chris Paul, NASA Commander Scott Kelly, Reddit co-founder Alexis Ohanian. Ohanian, there you go, use your words. Uh, they've all got incredible experiences, and they're all on Noble, which is a rad app. In other words, top experts teach you new skills in bite-sized audio courses. It's like Spotify for learning stuff. I love it. The squid hates it, but that's only because it's not either the Bluey album or Thomas and Friends story time. Either way, the bloke from NASA talks to you about uh, stuff that he's learned in space. Love that one. Chris Paul talks about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle, and Alexis Ohanian teaches you how to launch a startup, and there's over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new. So, if you're keen on learning some new stuff today, download Knowable, bang in the code STRAYER, just go to your app store, download it, off you go, bang in that code STRAYER, you get 20% off, and you'll get smart. That's how it goes. <laughs> Check it out, I love them. And here we go, the Australian Player Watch, Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, and that win over the New Orleans Pelicans. I mentioned this earlier, 21 points, he was awesome. 7 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 7 from downtown, 4 of 4 at the line, 3 assists, a rebound, and a steal. And with Kevin Durant going down, Kyrie being a part-time player, Harden spending more time in the Rippers than uh, on the practice court, it's all going to come down to Patty Thrills. And what do I always say? FIBA Patty, Boomers Patty, Nets Patty, they're all the one and the same. Put the ball in his hand. The only person who could ever slow him down was Greg Popovich. Let's go, Patty Thrills. Let's see it. Jingling Joe Ingles. Oh, gee, still mired in a uh, shooting slump for the ages. Is our man Jingles. Uh, he just can't really get anything done. So he had 21 minutes today uh, against the Nuggets. And uh, it wasn't ideal, I'll tell you that much. It was uh, brutal, in fact. One of five from the floor, one of four from downtown. Four rebounds, five assists. He was a plus 21 in his 21 minutes, though. So you'll kind of take that. It's fine. But at the same time, you'd want a little bit more, wouldn't you? <laughs> the shooting has uh, it's gotten a little bit dire in the last little while. So last few games, Jingles has gone 1 of 5 today. Uh, 1 of 5 against Cleveland. Uh, 1 of 4 against the Pelicans before that. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit worrisome. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, one of five today, wasn't it? Yeah, against Denver. And yeah, holy moly! The last time he hit any shots was the twenty, like back in twenty twenty one. Jesus, when he went six or ten against the Spurs. Bit worrisome. What can you do? Uh, Aussie money team, Matisse Tybal. He had eight points against Boston in that game, and then uh, hurt his shoulder. So eight points, three or six from the floor, one of three from downtown. So Matty T's out for at least a week until they check him out. One of four from the free throw line. Uh, four rebounds, one assist, two blocks, and five steals. What an absolute fucking menace. You'll love it. Josh Green. Who's Josh Green? And that win over Memphis for the Mavs. Uh, he played 10 minutes. He went 0 of 2 from the floor, one of which was a 3. Uh, so he ended up with zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks in the 10 minutes. He did have two fouls. Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> but in the win over Orlando... He stepped up. 25 minutes for Josh. He had seven points, 
Four rebounds, two assists in this deal. He shot three, six, one of three from three. Love it. Giddy up. Josh Giddy against Cleveland. Cleveland, he had 11 points, 10 rebounds, three assists and a block. Absolutely smashing it too. Went five of eight from the floor, one of two from three. Uh, that was a great game. And I'll tell you what, they should give him the ball a bit more. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. Big weekend for him. Lost to the Cavs. He played 14 minutes. He had five points, three rebounds, two assists, and a block, though. One of three from the floor. And then the win over the Clippers, his first ever career NBA start. He sets a career high with 11 rebounds, also has 10 points, two assists, and a steal. Shot three and nine from the floor and one of three from downtown. Rock him, sock him, block him, rebound him, jock him. You love to see it. Good stuff, jock. Oh, big cock jock. Just out here. Kicking ass, taking names. Being a dead set legend. All right. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence time. Who's going to win it this week? It's the first and Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Clap it up. Clap it up. All right, this one. Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence has got to go to Joel Embiid. Unbelievable. So since just before Christmas, uh, I think, yeah, the week before Christmas, Embiid dropped 32, 9, and 6 on Brooklyn. And since then, he's gone 32. He then had the 41, 10, and 5, 23, 10, and 2. 36 and 13, 36 and 11, 34, 7 and 1, 31, 15 and 10, 31, 5 and 4, 31, 12 and 7, 31, 8 and 6, 31, 6 and 3, 25, 13 and 6, and then of course, 32, 12 and 3 against Miami. That is patently fucking ridiculous. He's averaging basically a 32, 10 and 5 in that stretch, which is essentially a month long. This is the MVP case. He basically missed, what, uh, a couple of weeks in November. And every time he has played, Philly have been awesome. And every time he hasn't played, they've looked fucking sketchy. What an absolute fucking run. That's incredible. Just a 32-10. and 10. That's pretty excellent. It's a good job. Joel Embiid. I love watching him play. He's a legend. He's fun as hell, so you'll, you'll do that. And you get that on the big jobs. All right, what about a bit of Paddy Mills Game Day Ball or Game Day Twitter check-in? This could always just be Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale on the IG because he's got the pictures up there of him tearing apart the Clippers. He's got the new puppy. You'll love to see that. It is cute as hell. And then him just a little bit of how you're going. A little bit of how you're going. Jock's first career start leads to his first career double-double. Clap, clap, clap from the Spurs. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what the fuck else can. (laughs) I mean, jeez. <laughs> love it. Uh, also loved his back and forth with friend of the show, Peter Hooley, about getting a beard sponsorship. Nice one. All right. Let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Oh, it was all right. The squid and old mate actually ducked down to the beach uh, Saturday, so I had Saturday night to myself. I had a pizza, had two beers, and fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Hashtag dad life. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, pub cricket on the weekend. Ah, oh, it's just good to be out there. Just I'm a fucking wreck today. Everything hurts. It's always the way. 
Uh, right, so the game previews and picks. So for the weekend, we went 9 of 14, and that would be 14 of 23. Jeez, is that right? That's pretty good. I'll double check my numbers. 9 plus 5 is 14, and that's 23. So 14 of 23. Jesus. Not bloody bad, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, for the season, that leaves us at 366 of 635. Good stuff. All right, as mentioned, MLK Day tomorrow, so we've got a really early start, a 4.30 a.m. start uh, with New Orleans at Boston. 12 games across the uh, slate, all structured, so there's basketball all day, essentially. So, Pelicans go to Boston I'm taking the Celtics in this. Like, the Pals are pretty good. Boston, look, I talked about them earlier. The Tatum-Brown combo, they're in every game, it feels like, right? And it really does sort of depend on the dudes like, German Fronto and Dennis Schroeder uh, to actually step up and help out. But there's sort of the same thing goes for the Pelicans. Like, if Spindles isn't crushing it, if Josh Hart is on the top of his game, uh, they lose. So give me Boston minus 5.5 at home. Big game for Jalen Brown, I think. Five and a half points. Give me Boston. Charlotte go to New York. They're playing 5 a.m. our time. Uh, I'm going with the Hornets plus two and a half. I think New York have been a little bit too good. Charlotte had been awesome. Then they lose that game against Orlando. I think they bounce back and actually beat the Knicks in MSG. You know that Lamelo is going to step up. Gordy always tears apart a bit in Knicks. So I'll take the Hornets plus two and a half to get points with the Hornets against the Knicks. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Bit tricky though, like the Knicks might have just uh, uncorked RJ Barrett, so we'll see what happens. Philly, they go to Washington. This is 6 a.m. start. Uh, three and a half point favorites against Washington in Washington. I'll take the Sixers. I think this is actually a really, really tight game though. The Wiz are the sort of team that can actually really uh, slow down that Philly perimeter attack. But Brad Beal may be out under the, uh, the COVID protocols, so look, I think it'll just be a little bit wonky to start off with. So give me Philly minus three and a half. Brooklyn, they go to Cleveland, and the Cavs are two-and-a-half-point favorites against Brooklyn. I hate it, but I think I have to go to the Cavs. Oh, I mean, I don't really hate it. I fucking love Cleveland, but <laughs> it feels weird to pick a historically this year powerhouse against the, you know, upstart newcomer. And now I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go the upstart newcomer. So give me Cleveland minus two-and-a-half. That's at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Memphis, they host Chicago, a reeling Chicago. Memphis are five-and-a-half-point favorites, which is a lot. This is at 7.30. I'm going to go the Grizzlies minus five-and-a-half. I think they've just got enough uh, weapons to take down an ailing Chicago. So, yeah, five-and-a-half. Indy plus two-and-a-half against the Clippers in L.A. I'm going to take the Pacers. It's weird for as much shit as I give them. Uh, the Clippers are kind of crappy. We all know that. Indy should be a bit better than they are, but to get points on the road against this weird Clippers team, I'll take Indy. Plus two and a half. Milwaukee, they go to Atlanta. They're three and a half point favorites in Atlanta. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, I think we get a big, 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 big Giannis game uh, because that's what he loves to do against Atlanta. Portland, they go to Orlando. This is the CJ McCollum return. I'm going to take the Magic plus one and a half. I think there's just a little bit of something, something at the moment. They played some pretty good games on the weekend, as I mentioned. So let's give me the Magic plus one and a half. The Blazers, I just can't trust them. That's at 11 a.m. Toronto, they go to Miami. That's going to be a fun one. That just uh, screams first-round matchup because uh, you feel like you've seen it 87 times before. Three-and-a-half-point favorite to the Heat. Oh, I don't want to take that. 
And I don't think I will. I think I'll go, Toronto, I'm changing my picks from what I've got written down. Let's go Toronto, plus three and a half against Miami. That's at 11.30. OKC, they go to Dallas. Oh, Luca versus Giddy. Giddy up. I'm taking the Thunder, plus ten and a half. Because we all know this, right? They either get blown out or they play teams tough. Dallas, if the extreme Zinger meal uh, comes back, maybe they blow them out, but it's more likely that they sort of scuffle through and only win it by a little bit. But yeah, give me 10.5 points for OKC. I'll have that in a heartbeat. Phoenix, San Antonio. I think I've just got to check to see if there's actually a line for this. There wasn't one earlier. Uh, but Phoenix, look, they are absolutely rolling. And if there is one, San Antonio, 4.5 point underdogs against the Suns. I'll take the Suns minus 4.5. They are very good. Uh, and the Lakers, they host the Utah Yaz. At 2.30. So all these other games. So we run between 4.30 tomorrow morning and 2.30 p.m., which is crazy. Lakers host Utah as the last game of the day. Four and a half point underdogs are your Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm going to take the Lakers. I think they can randomly win one against Utah. We'll see what happens with the Jazz, but yeah, give me the Lakers. That'll be funny. (laughs) There you go. All right, we'll wrap up all those games for you on tomorrow's show. That's right. We're back tomorrow. Daily, baby, daily. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, you're all over the socials all the time. Talking about cricket, talking about NFL. Speaking of NFL, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up each week about the NFL. Actually, we both did videos as well over the weekend for our teams playing in the playoffs, and both of our teams got fucking killed. So that's uh, not a great result. <laughs> Go check out World Wrestling Australia with Adam over on YouTube. He smashes it. Always a great time, World Wrestling Australia. FWCIE on Twitter as well. Get around NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your uh, podcast app. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off from free shipping there with the code Straya. Love that. TheDailyLiquor.com. Free six-pack with the code Straya. Knowable. 20% off with the code Straya as well when you download that. Big thanks go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band, House Hats. And big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you're staying up to date with all your bands. Get around them. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. And we're going to close out today's show with a giddily positive, giddy up review for giddily positive people. Good Josh Giddy. That's going to be good, I assume. <laughs> I have no idea. Either way, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. Hope you had a good weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna. It's Josh Giddy. Yeah, just back from a bit of a road trip and a bit of COVID and stuff like that. Hey, everybody wear a mask, all right? Yeah, okay. Uh, so, you know, uh, happy 2022 and uh, thanks to Dally for filling in for me. But yeah, I'm back and I'm all good now. So uh, I thought I'd do a really quick giddily positive giddy up review for giddily positive people with Josh Giddy. Uh, and yeah, this one probably gets about a 14 out of 10 giddy-ups from me, uh, because I'm going to talk about that new Marvel movie, Eternals. 
Uh, we had it on the team plane, so I gave it a bit of a spin. And, uh, yeah, look, so my mum always said that if you can't say something nice about something, then, you know, don't say anything at all. So, yeah. I mean, I guess the guy who played Gilgamesh was pretty all right. So was, like, Angelina Jolie, but... Yeah. All right, well, that's it for this week. I'll be back next week with the Giddily Positive Giddy Up Review for Giddily Positive People with Josh Giddy. I've been Josh Giddy. Giddy up. <laughs>